This is episode 108 of the Delusional Sports Fans Podcast. I'm your host today, Mike Robb, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Keith and CJ. Today, we're going to be talking some football. We just finished up our week one um, last night, and we'll talk a little basketball and baseball. Guys, how y'all doing today? Everything's good, man. Chilling. Just got back from the gym. <laughs> feeling good. Feeling up. Feeling lively. So... I'm feeling real productive, so I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. What's going on with y'all? That's what's up. I'm good, man. I'm good. Excited. The Giants over 500 for the first time since what 2016. So got a big old <laughs> smile on my face because right now I'm the only person on this pod whose team is above 500. So it's a good thing. <laughs> Actually, I can take it one step further. I'm the only person on this pod whose team is undefeated. Wow. That's what I was going to say first. That's what I was going to say first. I didn't see. And I'm, I'm doing all right, guys. I'm pretty disappointed in some things that happened on Sunday, but we'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> so we'll talk. Let's start. Let's start Giants since we're in New York. Um, Keith. You're the Giants fan on here. You guys got a victory against the Titans where Saquon Barkley had a, a flashback game. He had 164 rushing yards, um, and he looked pretty good. So, Keith, talk to us about the Giants. How you feel about that game on Sunday? I was a little pessimistic. I, at first, I ain't going to front. Uh, they held us without any points in the first half. It looked like more of the same. Team couldn't keep a, a clean pocket for Daniel Jones. Uh, he had a fumble. Uh, you know, that's kind of the norm since uh, I've been watching Daniel Jones' time here in New York. But Saquon Barkley, he looked good from start to finish. And that was one of the one bright spots that uh, I saw uh, to head uh, into the second half. And he continued to have a good game. Uh, the team finally woke up. Daniel Jones, he was able to find Sterling Shepard, who got free. Uh, deep for a touchdown. Uh, that was nice to see. Um, also, you look at uh, the team that uh, you look at the head coach, the call to go for two. I think that just is going to make fans fall in love with him as a head coach. We want a guy that's more gutsy. If you look at some of our previous head coaches and Joe Judge, Pat Shermer, uh, you know, those guys really didn't take too many risks. They were pretty conservative in their approach. So now we have uh, a head coach who shows he has faith in his guys. And we know this is rebuilding. This is a rebuilding time for the team. But for the team to be able to come back, uh, I said it before the pod, we were able to snatch, you know, victory from the jaws of defeat. And, you know, the defense, yeah, it didn't hold up towards the end of the game. And we got lucky because they missed the field goal. But for us to be even in that position speaks, you know, leaps and bounds about what this coaching staff has done with a team that really doesn't have, you know, elite talent up and down the roster. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm happy to see what they're going to do moving forward. And I think we made a, a great decision bringing in Dabs as our head coach. And Keith, I know um, in the previous podcast you had mentioned that the strength of your defense was the, the rush. And mm -hmm. guys were able to contain Derrick Henry to 82 yards, and he didn't get a touchdown. And, and take Crowder, and take Crowder, put him on his ass. Don't forget yeah, that. Popped out. I was watching the game like live when it happened. I was like, "Wow, I've like never seen that before." So seems like uh, what you said held true. They the defense did well. Um, 
CJ, you have any thoughts on the game? Oh uh, yeah, I got I got some thoughts. Um, no hate, no hate on my side. Congratulations on the win. You know, I thought I thought it was a big win, and um, I was happy to see Saquon Barkley look like himself again. I, I was always like a, uh, I wouldn't say a big Saquon Barkley fan, but I was always in his corner, always rooting for him because I always felt like a lot of people doubted him being that he was the second overall pick, and everybody said you can't draft a running back second, which is probably true. But I like the underdog. I like I like the person that, that's out to prove everybody wrong. So I was excited to see him do well. Um, overall, though, I think that was a good win. I think bringing in Brian Dable was, was huge for you guys. I think if you guys had Joe Judge and um, what's, what's, what's the Jason Garrett, if those guys were coaching on Sunday, you guys would have lost that game. That's how I feel. I feel like the culture that Brian Dable was setting and, um, you know, the aggressiveness that he showed and the belief that he showed in his players. I think, I think that was huge for the team. You know, it's like they, they buying into his system and what he has to say. And I also like the fact that he, you know, when Daniel Jones did turn the ball over, it looked like he, he was chewing him out, but I'm pretty sure that was a teachable moment, you know, and, and, and he, he probably told him, you know, like, listen, you can't, you can't keep making these same mistakes. So, I like the fact that he did that. So I think I think the Giants are headed in the right direction. I think they can surprise a lot of people because they're gonna play hard for their coach. Only thing is, is I'm hearing like it's like it's only week one, bro. Like <laughs> all these Giants fans talking about we we real contenders in the NFCs and we could we could win it and like let's just relax. It's week one. That's a good win. But you know the Giants are the Giants, so we need to see what they're gonna do throughout the season. You can't just say the Giants are the Giants. Like we ain't one of the top five teams in the league in, in Super Bowl wins. <laughs> like you, this ain't the Knicks we're talking about. You can't just say the Giants are the Giants. I mean, we've had a tough, we've had a tough decade, yeah. But for the most yeah. part, the Giants have been a model organization. No, I'm saying, I'm saying they are who they are, like who they thought we were, who who, who we thought they were. They copy, copy. You know what I'm saying? Like the last few years, they haven't really had the talent to meet to match up with other teams. They don't, they don't know if they have a quarterback yet. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a good win. But we still don't know about them just yet. We need to see them put it together a couple times, and and then we can really make a judgment on them. But that was a good one first week. That's yeah, what I think. Saying. I think Giants fans might say we are contenders in the NFC East because you know you look at what happened with the Cowboys and Dak getting hurt. You know people don't really have a lot of faith in the you know Washington Commanders or whatever they're calling themselves nowadays. So after seeing what we were able to do against the Titans, who are, you know, legit contenders in their division, I think you see a lot of Giants fans have some optimism. Now, me personally, I don't think we'll be contending to win the the NFC East, but I think we will be competitive. And that's what you want to see from a team that's rebuilding and trying to build a winning culture. And you mentioned the point about, you know, Brian Dayball kind of chewing out uh, Daniel Jones and I think that was a big moment because I was on Twitter and I saw another moment early in Brian Dable's um, career with the Bulls with the Bulls with the Bills as offensive coordinator and he chewed out um, uh, Josh Allen in the same manner earlier on uh, in their tenure so hopefully that is something that can light a fire under Daniel Jones who honestly outside of the turnovers he had a very 
uh, efficient game. If I'm not mistaken, he was what 17 or 21 uh, in terms of his pass completion. So he was extremely efficient. Uh, you would have liked to see him get a little bit more time back there. But I think in the second half, we did a, a much better job. So I just want to know what did you guys? Uh, what was your first impression of of Daniel Jones under this new offense? And do you think he's a player that might have a, a long term future as a starting? quarterback whether it be with the Giants or elsewhere uh like you said he he the game was pretty conservative for him because Saquon Barkley had a lot of rushes um but he was pretty efficient Sunday outside of that that interception he threw he he played it he played a good game he managed a good game so um as far as the future I don't know if Daniel Jones is necessarily a starter for an NFL team but he could be a decent backup um, if somebody gets hurt, he could come in and possibly hold it down for a couple of weeks. Um, but other than that, Danny Jones still got to go. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the fact that that Daniel Jones isn't their guy, I think that works against him. But I'm like I'm I'm like, I'm kind of stuck in the middle because I feel like he has potential and. And he can be good, but he just he just don't stop turning the ball over. Like, like, bro, at some point, when do you learn to stop staring down a receiver or you, you're you able to protect the ball better when it comes to fumbles? But on the other side of that, it's like, damn, he's athletic. When he's on, he is on. When he looks good, he does look really good. But I think the fact that they didn't draft him and he's not their guy, I think – the leash for him is a lot shorter than it would be if, you know, if they drafted that quarterback. And then I, I think, I think the fact that next year's draft is so stacked with quarterbacks is going to be hard not to choose someone. Like it's like a, a good four or five quarterbacks that can be starters in the league next year. So, you know, depending on where the giants may fall, they almost might have to pick another quarterback by default you know, that, that they can groom and that they believe in. So that I think that works against him. But I do think I do think he can be a starter. Like, if Ryan Tannehill's a starter, why can't Daniel Jones be a starter? What's wrong with, what's wrong with Ryan Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill's a bum. He's had a bad game Sunday? Ryan Tannehill? Yeah. I mean, he didn't do nothing that really was a difference maker, really. I mean, but he also is playing with a, a whole new crew of receivers, basically. And this was week one, and Derrick Henry didn't have a monster of a game as he usually do. So, I mean, he wasn't playing with a whole new crew of receivers in the playoffs last year when they yeah. lost to the Bengals, and he was turning the ball over and threw his team out the game. Well, I, I feel like his his time is going to be up soon too. They got Malik Willis behind him. It's only a matter of time before he's out of there. Yeah, they got their quarterback of the future. And and CJ, I hear you on you know the team trying to go get a, a quarterback in the draft. The only issue is if we continue to win, it's going to be difficult, I think, to get the quarterback uh, that this front office views as a, a franchise quarterback. That's the only thing because you know me personally, it, it might have been in the best interest long term for the the Giants if the Titans were to have made that field goal and we would have been zero one. And we'd have been a little bit better or a little bit closer to securing a top pick next season. But, you know, that's 
some things you have to weigh as a fan. Do you prefer the team to tank and kind of guarantee the likelihood of getting a top five, top three draft pick? Or do you want them to be competitive, win some of these close games, start to lay the foundation of a winning culture, and also know in the, in the back of your mind that you're probably not going to be able to go up and get the, the quarterback that this team feels would be the best fit? Yeah, that, that's why it's like it's a tough position to be in as a Giants fan because, of course, you want to see your team win, but the best interest of the team is to probably, like, do what they have to do to get a better position. And as far as drafting, like, you don't really want to be stuck in the middle. That's kind of that's kind of the worst place to be in. But the, the team that they have, they have a team that's probably going to be stuck in the middle because they're not really good enough to be a contender for the Super Bowl, but they're also not as bad as the bad teams. You know what I'm saying? So they'll probably be somewhere stuck in the middle. And then Dable, you know, of, of course, all coaches are coaching to win. All players are all players are playing to win. But I feel like at some point in the season, this is why I keep saying it's only week one. That's a good win, and it's, just, it's a, an aspiring win. But I think at some point the tie will turn, and they'll probably be like, start doing things to better their draft position because I, I don't think it's in their best interest to to keep winning unless Daniel Jones just lights it up all year and you know what I'm saying they feel like okay this is our guy but man if you look at that quarterback draft class next year a lot of people are gonna start tanking very very soon it's like it's too, it's too many good quarterbacks you know it's too many yeah we were talking Friends. about them a little earlier yeah well, we were next year Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Anthony Richardson as a potential project with Dabs. He got a similar frame to a Josh Allen. He's mobile. Only issue is he hasn't thrown the ball much uh, during his time at Florida. So I'm keeping an eye to see how he looks as a thrower, uh, and and see if he could be someone that you know Dabs could bring in as a project. And and if you look at him, he really just came on the scene and and start making noise. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like he's probably. If if the draft started today, he'll probably be like the fourth or fifth quarterback taken, and he's a stud too. So it's like, it's it's so it's so many ways you can go with it. You just gotta hope the the draft position that you get, the teams in front of you or whatever, they don't need a quarterback. You know, because you could still get a stud if you fall in the middle, but you're probably gonna have to you know move up maybe to like. I'd say eight or nine or something. You can still get a you can still get a, a good a good quarterback from there. Yeah, I was looking at a few mocks. They had Anthony Richardson going fourth. I think they had Stroud one, Young two, uh, Levis three, and then Richardson fourth. Yeah, Levis is tough. Levis is tough. He's another one similar build to a Josh Allen. I just want us to find a quarterback that I could look at and say, all right, this is someone we can go out there and win a championship with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And to be honest, you don't have to be that elite to really say that. We've had op- we have situations where game managers were able to will a team to uh, a Super Bowl. Look at the Eagles. Yep. You know what I mean? So as long as we can get somebody that's a little bit more than a, a, a game manager that can actually elevate their game to, uh, I won't say elite levels, but at least can 
perform well under high pressure situations uh like a like a eli manning you know eli was never elite during the regular season but he was a little bit it was a little bit better than a game manager and then in the postseason he was able to elevate his game and win two super bowls so if we can get somebody that's like that i think we'll be perfectly fine we don't got to go crazy and get the next aaron Rodgers or nothing like that i i do think i do think um dable being an offensive mind will be able to get the the the, the most out of anybody you yeah, yeah, pick. You know what I'm saying? I think he's going to put Daniel Jones in positions to be successful this year. If he's turning it over, then that's just going to be on him. And then if anybody I do draft, I feel like he's, you know, to see what he did with Josh Allen was amazing, bro. Mike, I think, I forget, I, I can't believe, I, I can't remember if I was talking to you about this, but um, Jalen Ramsey, remember when 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 Jalen Ramsey was on the, on the Jaguars? Yeah. And he was talking crazy about Josh Allen, saying he's a bum and all that. At that point in time, Josh Allen really wasn't nowhere near what he is now. And nobody's seen this coming. He wasn't a bum, though. He wasn't a bum, but to be what he is now? Like, he's arguably the best quarterback in the league right now. I saw it. I was talking about Josh Allen for a minute, but, like, people people didn't see it. The 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 size and, and, and the potential and the, and the arm strength. Yeah, he just needed more accuracy. Other than that, like his game was was great in the decision making. But mm-hmm. we see we see a lot of we see a lot of quarterbacks that have that stuff, those attributes, but can never put it together. Like if you look at Jay Cutler, Jay Cutler could do everything, mm-hmm. but he just couldn't put it together. You know what I'm saying? So he could. He just didn't, he wasn't serious about football. <laughs> yeah. So to to see Josh Allen stick to the grind. Mm-hmm. actually get better every year. I think that's a, a testament to Brian Dable, too. I think he, he got to get some credit for that, too. I really like Dable, bro. I wish the Jets had him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, solid. I don't know what the hell he's doing over there. He about to be out of here. They already calling for his job, bro. You draft the quarterback and then hire a, a, a defensive-minded coach. <laughs> Crazy. But And then you hire a first-time offensive coordinator on top of that. Bro, what's going on? I don't even want to get into We could get into it. I don't want to get into it. Peace, peace. Nah, bro, man, this is a safe space. Okay, yeah, go ahead. What's up, Mike? Kadarius Tony. Yeah. What? What's up with him? Like, what's up with you guys and his, like, what's his game plan? Because I know he didn't really get a lot of burn Sunday, but I know a lot of people in the fantasy world, like me, drafted him because we thought that he would have a breakout Yeah. But he barely got playing time. Mm. Shepard seemed to be the man. So I, I would have told you, I would have told you to take caution with that because the thing with Kadarius Tony, he's a wild card and he was dealing with injuries in the preseason. He didn't play in any of the preseason games. And I think they're trying to bring him along slowly. But mm. the thing is, he's always in and out of the lineup. He didn't play much, if at all. Yeah, he didn't play much last season. Um, and then this season, we've got a real competitive wide receiver group. We brought in Wandell uh, Robinson in the draft, so he's going to be taking some snaps at the slot. You know, he actually got injured in the game, so that might bode well for Kadarius Tony. But the way Dab said it, you know, they only had a, a few plays with him set to be featured, and they really didn't get an opportunity to put or to play uh, or to call any of those plays. So I think it's just a matter of finding an opportunity for him to go out there because i mean the minute he did get in he had what a 19 yard rush on a, on an end around or a reverse if yeah. i'm not mistaken so the explosion is there he's a dynamic athlete it's just 
how are they going to find ways to get him in space in the offense? And is he going to be healthy enough to withstand the grind of a 17 game season? So I think it's not, I'm not too concerned right now because he's healthy and he's, he's suiting up, but uh, I would like to see him involved a lot more in the offense because a lot of people expected him to be the leading receiver for this team. You know, me, I was a little bit, skeptical knowing about uh some of the concerns he had in college and the the headache he's been since he's been with the giants now but if he if he's given an opportunity and he's healthy he is a dynamic and explosive wide receiver yeah all right so um we're gonna we're not gonna move to the jets just yet we're gonna stay in this this division the nfc least um (laughs) So this Sunday, we also seen Philadelphia and the Washington Commanders get wins as well. Um, I believe Philly, I think Jalen Hurts, he looked good. He rushed for a lot of yards, I think 90 or something. Um, And the Eagles also have four running backs that had touchdowns as well. So Keese and CJ, how do you guys feel about what's going on in the NFC least? with the Eagles winning and Carson Wentz looking decent and them getting a win. What's going on there? Um, well, the, the offseason moves that the Eagles made, you know, they they kind of pushed themselves to the front of the division. Mm-hmm. They made a lot of good moves this offseason. And, and the pieces they brought in, it was hard to see them not mesh with what they have already, a good mixture of, of, of of talented youth with some with some some veteran leadership and then the eagles they always even when they're not good they're still competitive it's weird like they're just dogs so i kind of expected that from them i, uh, I also I, uh, just knowing the way the eagles are they'll look very good but then they'll have those boneheaded games where they look crazy too so i'm curious to see if that still happens this year they almost blew this game, honestly. Yeah, yeah. like yep. They was up what 38-14 going in, going into the uh, third quarter, mm-hmm. and start letting the giant and uh, the lions go crazy on them. But uh, you can't really sleep on the lions. The lions got a lot of talent over there too. Yeah, but Jared Goff looked terrible. Yeah, but the I don't I don't know what it is about that coach that they got over there. They play hard for him, man. Swift had a game. They yeah yeah got him on my fantasy team. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he they got some talent, bro. They got they got some talent at the receiver position. Mm-hmm. They got Swift. Uh they got Jamal Williams. I think his name is Jamal Williams from the Packers. Yeah, they got, they got a lot of uh defensive guys. We gotta think about it. They've been drafting at the top of the draft the last how many years? So mm-hmm. um they had a cool out there. Yeah, so it's like you kind of expect that, but they kind of putting it together. I'm curious to see what happens with them because I feel like that division might might be wide open mm-hmm. um but yeah i think i think the success of the eagles is gonna fall on the shoulders of jalen hurts and uh i i i, I like jalen hurts i feel like every year of his career he's gotten better mm-hmm. you know so i'm i'm curious to see what happens with him i think you can win with him he's to me he's he's very similar to dak prescott Dak definitely passes better, but I think Jalen Hurts is a smart player. Like he's not gonna take ridiculous risk to throw, you know, to throw the game away or whatever. I think he's a, a slight 
edge above a game manager. And um, with the commanders, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what them. I need, I need to see more from Carson Wentz. Like, we all know Carson Wentz has a talent, but he just does a lot of bonehead stuff. So we need to see if he can be consistent enough. And then you know they have a good coach, Ron Rivera, and that's that's another team. Like even when they aren't good, they're still competitive. So I think they were they they are a dark horse in that division. You never really know with them. And then the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys are done unless they trade for Jimmy G or Tyler Huntley. I think they're done. Without um with Dak missing his time, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't. They, I I know the report said that he's supposed to miss six to eight weeks, but um, Jerry Jones talking about that he only expect them to miss four starts. Yeah, I seen I seen something today updated timetable. It was um, it went from six to eight weeks to four to six weeks. But why rush him back? I mean, did you see what he looked like on um on Sunday? He looked terrible. Yeah, he was missing gimmies. He looked terrible prior to the hand injury. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're gonna rush him back and throw him out there, and they can't protect him. So you're gonna have a, a, a hampered Dak Prescott back there, and defensive ends and linebackers are gonna be teeing off on him. Come on, like so, and then your receiver core is not healthy. What do you really have? Like, what do you? I thought Zeke played well out there. I must have looked at the TV and seen him run for 12 yards and thought he was having a good day. Because Mike was like, "What? He looked terrible." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's over for, for Zeke being an elite running back. I mean, he's still solid in, in pass protection, but him as a rusher, he's a number two option at this point. Pollard's kind of into his time too. As he should. And I don't I don't think Mike McCarthy puts them in the best position to, to be successful. So I don't I think they're done, bro. Yeah. Here's an interesting stat though from Sunday from the um the Eagles game. Um, as you as you mentioned, they got a lot of um, wide receiver help, and AJ Brown he had ten receptions for 155 yards. That's crazy. The next the next um, leader in receptions was Goddard with three, um, and Devontae Smith didn't even have a catch. Yeah, I noticed that too. And they they ended up putting up 38 points though, so that's going to be interesting to see moving forward because we already know how how much of a stud Devontae Smith is. And we obviously know what AJ Brown do, so that's going to be interesting to see as well. Yeah, you I'm think sure that's going to be? A do I think the Philly's going to be a problem? No. Do you think the fact that AJ Brown is getting so many targets compared to anybody else is going to be a problem? Um, not necessarily because like it was it was just a lot of interesting things going on in that game. Like I said, um, there was three running backs that, that rushed for a touchdown, so. The love was being spread. They was attacking what they needed to attack, and A.J. Brown was just – they just had no answer for him. So why not continue to go to him? But Goddard is mm-hmm. always going to be a safety nut. Devontae Smith, he's he's going to get the the looks that he that he needs. Um, so I think I think that that will be fine moving forward. Keith, you have any, any words about the commanders or how you feel about that? About the, I don't have no faith. And the Washington Commanders, unless they can show us that they can do this week in and week out. Because Carson Wentz, you know, he already showed that he can shit the bed at the end of the season and completely throw your season down the drain. So I'm not too concerned about them. Uh, I think it's going to end up being the the Eagles. 
division to lose. Uh, CJ already said it, the Cowboys, they're practically done. I think they were done even when they had Dak Prescott in the game because they didn't look great at all. Uh, you look at the Eagles, uh, they're going to go as far as, you know, Jalen Hurts takes them. I mean, he wasn't extremely efficient throwing the, throwing the ball. Uh, he did have that, uh, did have a solid connection with A.J. Brown, but I'm still a little bit, I have some reservations as to, as to whether or not he'll be the answer long term. You see that the uh, they were kind of able to gear their offense to where they were more so um, run heavy. I would say I would probably think that they're looking over at the uh, the Ravens, looking at their playbook, <laughs> trying to pull some things from uh, from them as well, because I think they also have a quarterback that's not really going to give you too much uh, trouble with their arms. So with Jalen Hurts, uh, they brought in enough weapons for him. Uh, A.J. Brown, he was making it happen out there on the edge. I mean, out there on the outside, getting open and and all, not only getting open, but also catching some contested ca uh, balls as well. So mm -hmm. the Eagles, I think it's going to be their division to lose. So, uh, the Giants don't really have a hat in the race. I don't think uh, I would be shocked if we end up winning the NFC East. You're going to have to put some respect on the name, Mike. Uh, <laughs> but for the most part, it'll be up to the Eagles at the end of the day. Yeah, and I believe we all picked them to win the division um, last pot. So it's like you said, it's theirs to lose. All right, let's do you think uh, um, the Giants can make the playoffs? I mean, it's possible because all of the all of the real heavy hitters in the NFL are in the NF are in the AFC. So I think it it's something that can be done. Is it probable? No. Possible, yes. Probable, no. They're not making the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, we have a soft schedule. We have a pretty easy schedule, one of the easiest schedules in the league. So we have things going in our favor in that regards. And we're in a, a weaker <laughs> division. So I don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't um, appreciate that. You like you, you I don't think Lamar Jackson could win a game with his arm. Like at I, all. I won't say at all. That's a reach, but I don't have as much faith as I would as someone like Aaron Rodgers. Oh, of course like, not. Yeah, but he's he's done it before. He's put them in a position for Tucker to win the game. If you I mean, want to credit he... that to his arm, sure. But if you if you only have to travel, but so far, because you already know Tucker's gonna hit whatever. Mm -hmm. So, I mean. It, if if you throw for four hundred plus yards, like that's that's winning a game with your arm, to me. I mean, if if it depends on how you got those four hundred yards. Exactly. Is there a lot of yards after catch? You got a lot of shifty receivers out there. How many points is put up? Like, was this a comeback? Like, there's a lot of factors into that. Why mm -hmm. why you got to go to ball? Four hundred is four hundred though. I hear you. Okay, but if well, you have four hundred in a blowout, yeah. If you have like forty points, like how many yards you probably expected the quarterback do? Well, you 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 know most of his targets is going to his tight end, so I can't imagine it being too many yards after the catch. It all adds up, bro. Them fifteen yards adds up, adds up, and then if you get a big play, then of course, a couple of big plays that all adds up. Or you get a broken play, he's able to extend the play with his legs, and then he has a real easy throw. Well, he's outside of the pocket, and the defense breaks down. As long as he get paid more than uh, Kyler Bumass, I'm cool. We were talking about that. We were looking at some of the guaranteed money he turned down, and it looked like they were offering him less than Kyler. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. 
Yeah, I, I, we were looking at it. Kyler signed what five years, two thirty. He got a hundred and three at signing, and he had a hundred and eighty nine point five mil guaranteed uh, total. And I think uh, with Lavar with L- Lamar's contract, they offered him a uh, hundred and thirty guaranteed. So that was kind of weird. I, I see why he wouldn't sign that. If I'm going to be signing a new contract, I want more in total guarantees than Kyler Murray. I got an MVP. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, Kyler Murray too stuck on playing COD. And more playoff success. Mm-hmm. And you know what Lamar is right now too? Say it again, Mike. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson's um, guaranteed money that he got. I heard that was part of part of uh, the big fuss. Like he was kind of stuck on that. Like, that's an outlier, he... though. It is, but it, I mean, you know, each quarterback is trying to set the market each time. You know, and it is an outlier, and it did kind of mess up the market, like kind of like what the Rudy Gobert trade did. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's or Kirk almost... Cousins, if you want to stick with football. Yeah, Remember when Kirk Cousins signed his deal, uh. 100% guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that changed everything. And it, and and it, it's it's hard, it's hard not to feel where he coming from though cuz like bro, he just this dude just got all this money, he got all this baggage with him. I'm I'm clean cut on off the field, I have no problems. I have an MVP, I have more playoff success than this guy. And if you and if you if you take me out the offense, you take me off the team we can't do nothing. Everything is built around me. So I'm way more important to our, to our team success than anybody that just got paid. So it's like, I don't know. With with him, they're a Super Bowl uh, threat. Without him, they probably won't even make the playoffs, especially in the AFC. So it's almost like, how can you not pay him? I feel like he got to get what he deserves. So how much I mean, does he I, deserve? Yeah, what would you the same thing the the uh, Deshaun Watson got? I mean, I, I probably it's it's tough because I feel like Deshaun Watson got overpaid, but shit, if, if if that's what the market is, then he should be paid around that. To me, I don't feel like I don't feel like he should he he deserves all that. That's that's a lot of money, but like you said, it's an outlier. But he should definitely be paid more than Kyler. Um, what about Russ? Because I got all three of their contracts pulled up right now. So Deshaun Watson, he signed I five years, two hundred thirty. More than Russ too. Okay, so I'll go ahead. No, I was gonna say I think he should be paid more than Russ too. All right, so I'll give you guys the numbers on the contract terms, and you guys let me know where you think Lamar should fall. So Deshaun Watson, he's at the top. He signed five years, two thirty, with the full two hundred and thirty guaranteed. Then you have Russell Wilson. He signed five years, two hundred and forty-three million. He's got a hundred and sixty-one million dollars in total guarantees. And then, like I mentioned earlier, you have Kyler Murray. He signed five years, two hundred and thirty mil, but he got a hundred and eighty, well, about a hundred and ninety million dollars in total guarantees. Yeah, I think he should be behind uh, Deshaun. Just so you think two hundred total guaranteed and about a two hundred and thirty million dollar contract? Yeah. I think that's I think that's appropriate for him, uh-huh. even though it seems like he's so hell bent on that um that two thirty that Deshaun got though. But he really shouldn't get two thirty guaranteed, honestly. 
I don't think he should. Especially either. with his play style. Mm-hmm. Well, even with Deshaun Watson and his injury history. To get that guaranteed was wild. That's why you say you can't really look at it uh, as a as something that you should be referencing. I wonder if the negotiations would have gone differently if he had an agent. Oh, I've I've heard that too. What what about it? Like he doesn't have an agent. <laughs> oh yeah, he represents himself. Yeah, he represents himself. So do you, do you think an agent would have probably been able to sit him down and say, okay? Uh, I know the 130 is a low ball, and I know you're stuck on the, the, the 230, but maybe if we're able to meet at maybe 200, which is more than Kyler, if that's something he'd accept. Yeah, I think an agent probably would have made him settle. But, I mean, I'm not mad at Lamar, bro. Know your worth. You know what I'm saying? Like, he has an argument to get paid just as much as Deshaun. His argument is very valid. I don't think he should get paid all that because that's an outlier, like you say, Keith, but – the man does have an argument when you look at what he's done in the league. And if you look at him not being an issue off the field and you compare that to Deshaun, it's almost like, I mean, he is kind of right, you know? I think he should get around what um, Kyler got guaranteed a little more. But I don't think he's $230 million unless that's the market. But then Kyla deserves more, just as much too. Um, Why? Because I feel like Kyla, Kyla did not look good Sunday. Like I, I give y'all that Kyla looked terrible. But I, Mike, I you funny got, man. I still got to rock with him until like until the wheels fall off. But Kyler hasn't looked good down the stretch of any season. Like he hasn't done anything in the playoffs. Matter of fact, he got punched in the playoffs. They always get off to hot starts, and the numbers look good in the beginning, but then it's like a tailspin. I don't understand it with him. It be well. I know last year it was like injuries, so um, that's what I say for him. So for for what happened on Sunday, like like I have no excuse for that unless the Chiefs' defense is like that. But he he was missing stuff, um, and he didn't really start coming on until the second half. But that still didn't even look good. Um, but as far as Lamar, like you already know how I feel about him. Like he has to win the game throwing the ball, and his the style he plays at can co- can be a cause for injury. So, um, he's he's just as good as Kyler. So he gets around that same butt. Even with the MVP. Yep. Because he's more accomplished. I mean, talent level they might be the same, but accomplishments also have to be factored in as well. I mean that's and that's on Baltimore. Like if they want to pay their guy that got the MVP, then cool. But um and that's, team that's success. Sure, and team success. And then and then if you just if you just look at just the way the team is built, they have not they can't do anything without Lamar Jackson, bro. And it, we've seen that like beginning of, of last year before he got hurt. They was number one in the division. I believe they're – I forget the record, but I know they only had two losses. And as soon as he went down, they, they ain't win since. They just lost every game. So it's like if this guy means as much to your, your team's success and the way you run your offense, is like how can you not pay him? Because is that, is, that, is that game plan conducive to winning the Super Bowl? 
Uh, That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. I mean, we see, yeah, we see yeah. all of this, this success and all of this personal success because you're putting up numbers. But if you can't throw the ball to win the, the big game, then it's all for naught. I mean, we have seen teams um, run run their way and, and um, defensively scheme their way to a Super Bowl win. So. Huh? A quarterback? I'm just saying in general, like the offense, offense running the ball. That's different. Like the if the running game is killing, like that's the running back. That's what they do. Your quarterback is not supposed to be the running back. But their entire system is running. Period. They it's not just him that runs the ball. It's you know yeah. they're they're run first team because yeah. they don't trust Lamar to pass the ball. They don't they don't have those plays for him. They try. They don't trust Lamar to pass the ball. Lamar got a lot of big games under his belt passing the ball. Okay. But has it has it has it has it been playoff success? Has it led to playoff success? I mean, when winning a playoff game, that's more that's more than what Deshaun and, and Kyler has ever done. It is. So it's I don't know. It's kind of like you know, them guys are getting paid and they, they haven't done half the stuff that Lamar has done. Seems given a lot of stat pad, but Lamar Lamar is a great runner and stuff, so he deserves he got those numbers. But he's Mike with the pad. underhanded comment, he's a great runner. <laughs> he is. He's an amazing runner. But at the end of the day, it gives stat pad stat pad vibes. That's their offense, though. Why why you say it's stat pad? And that's that's how they play. Because it's not it's not leading to winning the Super Bowl. It's not going to lead to winning the Super Bowl. I mean, it's still early in his career, but I, I mean, every year they've been either first in the division, first or second in the AFC. Like, if they run into Tom Brady and the Patriots, it's like, bro, how can you really, how can you really blame them? I think they took one bad loss. I think one year to Tennessee, but other than that, like they, they are one of the better teams in the league every year. To the point of the division, like their division haven't hasn't been that good the last couple of years. The Bengals are now on the scene, and I don't, I don't, I think it's their division to lose, in my opinion, even with the loss on Sunday. Um, that's that's how I feel. Yeah, I, I, I think we had this discussion before. I, I do think it's a, the Bengals division to lose, but I'm not counting the Ravens out. That's a t- they, the Ravens is a tough team to play for anybody, bro. You gotta come. You gotta come ready to battle every game because you know they're gonna try to run the ball down your throat, and they're gonna play very, very good defense. So, and they have, well, they just lost Kyle Fuller, but they had all their corner cornerbacks from last year that that can match up with the Bengals. When you look at Marcus Peters, um, but without Kyle Fuller, and then they had the other uh, Marlon Humphrey. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like they they could match up with. With the Bengals pretty well. It's gonna be a very physical game. Nah, I and think Chase is I think Chase is gonna t- continue to light everybody up this season. Yeah, he's special. Yeah, he's and special. I mean the the problem right now is T. Higgins got hurt. Um that was that was a big loss for them Sunday. But Tyler Boyd has still been looking good for them as well. I don't think I don't think well. Sometimes I feel like uh, 
like some some guys are so special you can't really you can't really stop them but you can slow them down mm-hmm. and I, I do think the ravens can even if they let him go off like just just you stop everybody else from going crazy like i feel like they got a good chance of winning that game i, I think you. they definitely yeah i think they definitely split i don't think I don't think the Bengals dominate them. I don't think the Ravens dominate them. I think they definitely split. I think it's closer between them, those two teams than we think. Just for a style of play. I feel you. Well, let, let's stay in this division. Um, as we were talking about the Bengals, the Bengals had played against the Pittsburgh Steelers and they lost in overtime 23-20. to 20. Um, I believe in the first half. Burrow through, I believe, three interceptions. He was sacked several times. Um, is Joe Burrow struggling? Do we credit Pittsburgh's defense? Um, like, how do you feel about that game? And what do, what are your takeaways from that game on Sunday? You got a keys? Yeah, I don't think he's struggling. It's game one. You know what I mean? Uh, teams come in. Uh, they're trying to. It's reestablish their identity for that season because you're not really able to carry over the momentum from the year before. So I won't look at it and say he's struggling per se. I think he's going up against a team that plays them well. They're a division rival. Uh, even in seasons where, you know, the Giants aren't playing well, they still go up against a division leader and they have tough games, tough matchups. So once you're able to go up against a guy two times every year and you're able to game plan for him it's a little bit easier in terms of trying to confuse them or trying to scheme up something because you're you're more aware of their weaknesses so i wouldn't look at it and say uh, burrow's struggling per se i just think they went up against the Steelers team in week one where you are most likely to see a lot of underdogs come out with the victory as teams try to adjust and, and and try to get their foot in. Because as we know, a lot of players don't really get a lot of work in the preseason. So there might be some rust involved and, and things like that. So I don't think uh, it's an, an it's going to be a long-term issue. I think the Bengals are going to figure it out and, and, and turn things around and get back to 500. Now, if they start the season 0-2, then things are going to be a little bit dicey because we all know the numbers are against you getting into the playoff and you start the season off. Uh, 0-2, but uh, I'm not too concerned, personally. CJ? Um, yeah, like he said, you know, it's first game of the season. I expect Joe to, to get it together and, and light everybody up. And then it's a familiar foe, you know, that regardless of how good each team is in that division or how bad each team is, is in that division, they're going to battle it out regardless, just based off rivalries, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I think they'll be fine. He he turned the ball over how many times, and they still had a chance to win. If the if the like, four interceptions, yeah. If the if and the, two fumbles. Damn, he if lost the, one for loss. The five. The, if the kicker's uh, field goal would never got blocked, you know we 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 talking about a, a a different narrative right now. So I think he'll get it together. He's too good to not get it together. Yeah, like he's tough. He's 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 one of those dudes. So I think he'll figure it out. I feel you, um, Mitchell Trubisky. I was he looked terrible to me. <laughs> he looked just like um Ben Roethlisberger actually for the most part. So, do you guys think that we're gonna see Kenny Pickett sooner than later, 
or are they are the Pittsburgh Steelers just gonna continue to rock out with Mitch? I think they'll throw Pickett in because wasn't the word out of camp that Pickett was looking pretty good and it was a pretty competitive battle. So if Trubisky continues to struggle, he's had enough time in this league for people to really know who he'll be as a quarterback long term. And the, the Steelers, they invested a draft pick and pick it. So we'll, we'll probably see him sooner rather than later. And I think CJ said it with the same scenario with the Tennessee Titans. You'll see a change there uh, eventually as well, I think. I think I think with um with Trubisky though and Pickett, I think they'll move they'll move a lot slower when it comes to that transition though. I think um Mike Tomlin I think I think he has a plan in place for Pickett. Cause from even from the preseason, Pickett looked a lot better than I thought he would. So he looked really good. Yeah, he looked really good. So I think it's only a matter of time. It's it's gonna be hard to 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 make that transition because the Steelers are always competitive, you know. Like even if they aren't good, they still finish eight and eight, nine, you know, nine and eight or whatever. So yeah. it, I think if they're like if they go like on a losing streak, then absolutely, like of course, you know, there's there's nothing that he's gonna be able to do about that. But if they win in here and there, I think they're gonna pull it along slowly. Okay. That sounds good. I, I think Kenny Pickett might might be in soon too. I think Mitch is done <laughs> after Sunday. I think I posted about it in the group actually. I seen that. I seen that. Oh, you think he's getting benched already? Yeah, I was I was I was watch, watching some of the game and I was like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but let's let's stay in this division still. Baker Mayfield's revenge game fell short as um the Browns beat the Panthers. And everybody was upset and coming for Baker Mayfield on social media platforms. Is Baker Mayfield done too? You guys think? No, I don't think so. I think I think they, they kind of stuck with him because Sam Darnold just got hurt. So, you know, I think they really almost have no choice but to but to go with him. I, I don't think I'm not a big fan of Baker. He didn't really set the world on fire the other day, but he didn't play terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like he just had a regular Baker game. Like he didn't do nothing special. But at least this time around, he didn't really do anything to hurt them. You know, and it's a new team. We'll see what happens with them. I don't think they're gonna be that that good, but they definitely showed some fight, you know. Mm-hmm. More than I expected. So I, I I'm I'm curious to see what happens with them, especially in that division too. Keith? Yeah, I don't think Baker's done. Uh, I don't think they have a reasonable backup in place. And you look at the head coach, Matt Rule, I think he's coaching for his job this season. And at the end of the day, Baker Mayfield is still the only quarterback in that quarterback group that's going to give them a a chance to win game in and game out. Um, So do I think he'll get benched? No. But if they had a better alternative, I think he, his job would definitely be in jeopardy because I don't think he's really doing anything special to help win them games. And I think Matt Rule, and uh, what might be his only opportunity as a head coach, is going to be looking for a quarterback that can kind of win them some games. So if there was an available alternative, uh, they'll probably find someone else. But if there was an available alternative, they wouldn't have made the trade for Baker Mayfield the year after 
they made a trade for Sam Donald. So me personally, I think he's going to be stuck there. He's entrenched as the starter, you know, barring any unforeseen injuries. Got you. Um, Christian McCaffrey, he, he made his return to the field too, but he was pretty quiet. Um, do you think that's a testament to the Browns' defense, or do you think he's pretty rusty? Um, will Baker get him more involved in a passing game? Um, how do you guys feel about CMC after that first game? I, I honestly don't know. You like when it comes to Baker, he seems to spread the ball around. Like you can't really rely on him to go to one person often. Like if you just look at what he what he did with Odell. You know, so it's hard to really tell, but I do think they'll get Christian McCaffrey more involved in the game plan, especially since they lost. And a lot of people are pointing to that being one of the reasons, you know. But we we also have have to give kudos to the Browns too, because the Browns have a really good defense too. So I think I think it's a combination of both of those things. Got you. Yeah, the, the Browns definitely do have a solid front line and some decent linebackers, so they were pre- they were able to keep uh, Christian McCaffrey under wraps. And he didn't have a great game, but he didn't necessarily have a terrible game. He was just underutilized. And I think when Christian McCaffrey is at his best, he's the one that's, you know, he's the engine of that team. So you would like to see him get a little bit more uh, targets. You only have four targets in the game. Maybe you see that elevated to seven or eight. See if you can get him in space, see if he can make some guys miss and get a, a home run play. Um, also, you you look at uh, him coming back from injury, there also is going to be some rust associated. Mm-hmm. So I think it's game one. You don't want to get too high or too low off of the first game. You just want to start looking to see if in, in game two, if things start to become a trend. So if you still see Christian McCaffrey not really get as many touches or any uh, pass attempts and he's still – you know, not getting you, you know, four yards or more a carry, then that would be some cause for concern, especially with that contract. But uh, I'm pretty sure if, if they need to, they can probably move off of him and, and free up some cap space uh, after they get rid of Matt Rule, because I don't think they're going to be doing much and they probably clean house. Yeah, um, the Panthers actually go up against the Giants next week, so I guess we'll see. We're going to be giving them their, sec- their second out. <laughs> It's a very winnable game for the Giants, too. Is that the home opener for New York? Yes, sir. You going to be there, Keys? No, no. Football tickets too pricey. <laughs> I think the last time I went out there, I think I spent like, uh, like, what, like, not, almost a grand for me and my little brother. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. And that was like five, six years ago. So imagine with inflation now. Damn. That's crazy. It was a good game, though. It was a game where Odell put, um, What's his name? What's the dude he was always beefing with that cornerback? Damn, I forgot his name now. But yeah, Norman put him in a blender, uh, right along the sideline, and Norman got tight, so we started coming over to the sideline, and we started drawing, uh, we started getting into a, a a verbal confrontation on the sideline. It was it was a dope. I still got the the video on Snapchat. Yeah, they got the Giants favored by two and a half right now too. So yeah, that might be one of the three games we're favored this season. <laughs> I don't think the, I don't think that's going to be an easy game for y'all. I don't think it'll be easy. None of the, none of our games are going to be easy. Yeah. But it's a game that we're you know we at least have enough talent for things to be even, and it'll come down to coaching and execution. I mean, if you if if you look ahead, the next couple of weeks you got the Panthers at home. You got the Cowboys at home, no Dak. 
You ain't got the Bears at home. So, I mean, we could be three and one easily. We could be four and oh. Be four and oh, yeah. Could be four and oh. And then you got that'd be crazy. And you <laughs> then then you got the Packers and Ravens, right? You got you you at Green Bay, and then you got the Ravens at home. Those are two tough games. Uh, two L's, so we'd be four and two. But then after that, you got the Jaguars. Five got, and two. Got the Seahawks. Six and two. Got the Texans. Seven and two. And you got the Lions. Seven, two, <laughs> and one. <laughs> Yo, who made this schedule? <laughs> That's why you see a lot of Giants fans saying we could be we could be competitors in the in our division. That better start tanking, bro. I don't know what we're gonna do, honestly, because mm. I can't be upset if we're winning, especially with the way Dable has these guys playing and coming back from behind in the fourth quarter. Like you want to continue to build upon that that culture and that winning feeling in the locker room, but when it comes How to the quarterback, what are we gonna do? That's crazy. You look at that schedule and look at the Jets schedule. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, like those those are very winnable games, but I feel like y'all gonna struggle with a lot of those teams that y'all are supposed to be. We're not supposed, like I said, we're not supposed to be anybody this season. I just I, supposed I don't to be know. I, I, I feel like you guys are okay, but I I still don't know. I still feel like y'all y'all just not there yet. Still Mike, here come the hate. Here come the hate. <laughs> year one of the rebuild, and he talked about we not there. Obviously, we not there. Well, we just had Joe Judge about, as head coach. That's <laughs> talking about going to the play. I don't. I can't see it. I mean, with the schedule, it's possible, but I, I like. I mean, we've had teams in our division go to the go to the playoffs with seven and nine records. It's not. This is not odd if, for the NFC East. If you look at if you look at these teams. That we just we just spoke about. You counted some of those games as wins. I think y'all could very well lose some of those games too. That is I, true. I think y'all could lose to the Panthers. I think y'all could lose to the Bears. Um, we seen what the Seahawks just did. <laughs> you know, the Texans gave um, the Colts all they can handle, mm. and, and the Jaguars are improved too. So you know, like so. So what are the Giants? Like, are they really one of those teams that's going to be able to put it together and 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 be successful consistently? Because, I mean, that, that first half did happen. It's not like, you know, you guys came out with the win, but it's not like we're going to completely disregard that anemic first half. So what are the Giants? I don't know yet. Listen. After the type of after the brand of football I watched over the last four years, for us to be able to put up that many points and a half, I gotta be enthusiastic because we could barely put up three points and a half with the previous regime. So you can try to pour, pour some rain on the on the parade all you like. And yes, I agree with you; those aren't games that are, are guaranteed wins for us. But I think we're gonna head into those games with uh, a fair shot at, at coming up with the victory. And like I said, it's just going to come down to coaching, which I think we have an advantage going up against a lot of these other teams that are rebuilding and on the way up. And also it's going to come down to our execution. And as long as Daniel Jones isn't continuously putting our defense in situations where they're going up against short fields, then I think we have enough to be extremely competitive. And yeah, we probably won't go seven and two or, or eight and two in that stretch of games. 
but I can I can see us being 500 or even a game above 500 at the conclusion. And I think that would be a, a tremendous step forward, especially coming from where we uh, are coming from over the last, I would say, decade. That's fair yeah, points. Yeah, I, I think it's night and day from, from this year to last year with the coaching. The offense looks functional. We were doing quarterback sneaks from the one-yard line on third down. I wouldn't yeah. even do that in Madden. <laughs> like, why are you doing that in real life? <laughs> that's yeah, that's I, me. Great stuff. We run the offense that that looks like a normal offense. Yeah, we have receivers getting. We have receivers in space. You know, even if you know Jones was accurate, but even if he's inaccurate, at least we can see the semblance of a professional offense. We can kind of see what's trying to be done, what scheme they're in, who they're trying to get open. Like, we weren't seeing that under Pat Shermer. I mean, well, Pat Shermer had a solid offense. It just wasn't exactly functional. But we weren't seeing that under Joe Judge's tenure. So, I mean, that that's something that, as a Giants fan, you got to be enthusiastic about because we're starting to see and we're starting to be able to kind of analyze the weapons on this team to see who is somebody that we can keep long-term and who is somebody that we can not re-sign when they hit free agency or we can trade if needed. Yeah. Sounds good. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna start to wrap this episode up. I'm gonna do some rapid fire questions. You guys could just answer real quick your opinion. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers will not make the playoffs this year. What do you guys think? False. False. So the Packers will make the playoffs. They're gonna figure out this offense. I have yeah. them winning the division. Yeah, still. Yeah, I'm not gonna change up the one game. I ain't gonna flake like that. Okay. I forget. I forget my pick. I I can't remember. What, I can't. Remember. <laughs> and I said, write them down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think. Don't I worry, think I we got them on wax. I think I said game because I mean they they got punched last year in the first game, you know. And and then if you think about the year before that, they they lost the first game that year too. They actually started got it up to a bad start. That's when he did the R E L A X. So I think you know. Yeah. I think he's too good. He's gonna figure it out. And the NFC is 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 uh it's kind of trash this year. So I think they'll be fine. I mean, I guess the difference is um that the Vikings have Jefferson. I think that's a big a big key in this. And he had a monster game Sunday. Uh, next one. Let's let's go. Winston or Mariota? Who will be the better quarterback this season? Mm. Winston or Mario Winston, yeah, yeah, no brainer. Mariota been done. What you think, Keys? I mean, talent wise, Winston got it, but he does some boneheaded things sometimes out there on the field. Ah, yeah, I'll go with Winston. To me, it was just, it's a lot closer than uh, the CJ makes it see. Mariota didn't have a bad game, and he hasn't looked good, he hasn't looked bad. In the games that he came in last season, so I think it is a closer race than we than we think. But I, you guys do know I love um, Winston, so I'm also going Winston. I don't think Mariota is going to keep his job um, this entire year. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think he loses his job to Desmond Ritter. Oh, wow. especially if they're not winning. Okay. Um. The AFC South, that includes the that includes the Texans, Colts, Titans, and Jaguars. 
Is that the worst division in the AFC? So we have the AFC East with the Dolphins, Bills, Jets, Patriots. We got the AFC North with the Steelers, Ravens, Browns, Bengals. And then we have the AFC West with the Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. Is the South the worst division in the AFC? Definitely. You got the Texans and the Jaguars. Those are probably two teams in the bottom five, bottom six of the division. I mean, of the conference. And they're all in the same division. So, yeah. And the Texans just played the Colts really tough, too. So, I don't, I don't even know what that says about that entire division. But I do think um, that's definitely the worst. Tennessee just lost to the Giants. Uh, so whole entire division have no wins. Yeah, but I say nobody has a win. So, the Texans and Colts tied, and the Titans and Jaguars lost. They're 0-1. Yep. Um, is there any concern for the 49ers after the first game? I know the weather was really terrible, but do, did we really think that they would match up um, or struggle against the Bears? Um, I didn't expect them to struggle against the Bears, but that monsoon, you know, a team, a team from California coming over to Chicago playing in that, they probably wasn't prepared. Even though I feel like you got to be prepared for everything, I think that was a uh, that was tough for them to, you know. Get into it, and then it's a, you know it's first first uh second year quarterback first I don't know if it's his first start but his first time really being in that type of action so I'm uh I, I think they'll I think they'll be fine too I think they still make the playoffs yeah I'm not too concerned that was kind of crazy weather to be playing in and also they were able to restructure Jimmy G's contract so if the quarterback situation turns out to be uh a miss in terms of you know them drafting their quarterback of the future they still have somebody that they can pivot to and throw in there to try and salvage the season somebody that they know can you know take them at least deep into the playoffs so i'm not too concerned about them especially seeing that that game that they lost was the type of game you expect um an underdog like the chicago bears to play another team close you know they got the inclement weather you really can't throw the ball and it's going to come down to who's going to win in the trenches so me personally, I'm not too concerned. Is Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback in the NFL? Yes. Um. Uh. Ooh. Yes. With I think it's one A one B. Him and Josh ooh. Allen. How you feel about that, Keith? I would agree. I mean, I would say Mahomes is the best, but Allen is not too far behind. He's a close number two. So 1A, 1B, not 1-2? Uh, that's semantics. <laughs> you Call it what you all call it. At the end of the day, whoever's 1A is ahead of whoever's 1B. So if Mahomes yeah. is 1A, he's better than, than Josh Allen as 1B. I feel like, I feel like you, you got to give – you can first of all, you can never write off Mahomes. Mahomes is still that dude, but you 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 know you got to give maybe the slight edge to Mahomes because he just beat Josh Allen. But if the if the results were different, we would be saying Josh Allen might be one right now. You know, mm-hmm. so I, think I don't know. Really, I think really... I think Mahomes got better arm talent, and I think although they're both mobile, I think Mahomes he's a little bit more shifty in his his elusiveness. 
both in the pocket and, and scrambling. I know Allen's a tough guy to break down, but I wouldn't say he's as elusive as as um, as Mahomes. I really like the way Mahomes is able to extend a lot of plays. He's a smart um, runner. Yeah. Um, run people over. Yeah. yeah. He said, I'm going to go <laughs> That's through you. he put on on Thursday? Yeah, that was beast. Yeah. That was beast. Uh, last, that? last, last football one, guys. Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson? Herbert. You got to go Herbert. Got to go Herbert. I'm surprised to hear you say that, CJ. No, you got to go Herbert. Herbert is, first of all, he's too young. Um, the arm talent is ridiculous. Like, he's big. He's mobile, too. You know, it's it's more of a long-term long-term thing. You don't really know how long Lamar's going to be able to do this mm-hmm. as far as athletic ability. Like, if he doesn't, like, <sighs> he can beat you from the pocket, but it's not going to happen every game. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to miss some throws, but I do think he can pass. But Herbert is just on another level. Like, he's mm-hmm. one of those guys, like Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, like those guys, Aaron Rodgers, those like those guys are in a different class right now. Yeah, I agree, Justin Herbert for sure. And he's a he's a beast, and I I'm excited to see what he's gonna be able to do in these next few years with that offense and the pieces that he got. Hopefully, Keenan Allen stopped getting injured, but he got injured again Sunday, and it looks like he's gonna miss some time. But I believe that the Chargers have capable receivers to continue to make Herbert look good. Um, any final thoughts about week one, guys, before we move on? Um, we didn't really get into the Jets. The Jets lost to the Ravens. We didn't really get into my Patriots. We look terrible. Our offense looks absolutely terrible. Mac Jones got hurt. We continue to lose pieces on defense. We don't have off offensive people calling offensive plays. So that was that. That just sucks, honestly. Um, I know Michael Thomas returned and he had a, a decent game, so it was good to have him back. Um, in the wide receiver conversation, anything else, guys? I, I, I'm just I'm just curious to see what te- what teams are going to be able to keep it up. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it's a lot. Of- yeah, the Broncos had a very weird loss, but it was a lot of bad coaching decisions at the end of the yeah. game or just the game in general. So that's going to be interesting to see how that, how that plays out. Yeah. Just no, no, no overreacting from me. You know, mm-hmm. just, just want to see what happens and what team, what teams do what I am impressed with the Vikings though. Yeah. Keith, any, any last words about football? I just want to say uh, when the giants do have their first loss, that we also forget to, or we run out of time to discuss that as well, because I don't think that's fair how we don't get to talk about the Jets losing and we don't get to talk about the Pats losing. So I just wanted to be known when the Giants lose, I got a little voucher that says we do not talk about this game on the pod. Cool. Wow. <laughs> that's but that's because that's because we spent so much talking about how y'all won. That's true. Nah, we spent we went around the league before we talked about the. We Jets had a whole parade talk basically about about y'all first win. 
right, man. I'll let y'all tell you. Yeah, we, we talked about the Giants for an hour and 12 I, I minutes. I Beverly Vibes. But nah, man, like I said, uh, I'm excited about the win for the Giants. Uh, I think this is going to be uh, a good moment for us, uh, winning our first game under the new head coach, Brian Dable. And, I mean, that was my main focus, honestly. You know, I was scouting some of the other teams, see what we're going to have to deal with throughout the uh, rest of the season. But for the most part, I think the Giants are going to be a dangerous team. It's going to be one of those teams that y'all might say, oh, this is going to be a win. But, in fact, it turns out to be the most competitive game of the season. Watch. Time will tell, Keith. Time will tell. Um, rapid fire with baseball. Yankees have 21 games left. Aaron Rodgers has 55 home runs. How many home runs will he end with? He's got 55 with 21 to go. Yep. He's about to get another five, so 60. Okay. No, he's six, 63. 63. He's gonna get the record. Yeah, he's going to get the record. Yeah, I think he could pull off like 64, 65. So I hope I hope he gets that. I hope the Yankees um continue to hold this this lead. Um rapid fire. The Mets are up one and a half games. Will they win the division? Yes, they will. We yeah, got I a soft we got a soft schedule after these next few games. So I think we'll be able to hold on. The Atlanta Braves, man, they just kept winning. It's been what four three, four months since they've won at like a, a, a ridiculous clip. I don't yeah. know what's going on. They just lost three straight, though, so we'll see what happens with that. Well, they had to lose at some point. You feel you guys are going to um, close them out, basically? Yeah, I think we'll be good. We got up, You said we're up one and a half. Mm-hmm. I think you look at our schedule. We got some easy wins coming up. We just got to do what we need to do. Uh, is Scherzer still on the? Is Scherzer still out or did he come back yet? Scherzer's still out, I believe. He's still out, yeah. The ground is uh, good for one, too. Yeah. I mean the Bre- the Brewers aren't an easy out. The A's been playing people tough for no reason. I have no faith in the Brewers. And you guys normally struggle against the Marlins for some reason. We normally struggle, but that's supposed to be a game we should be able to seal. Should and then y'all got the Braves and y'all got the spoiling nationals. So you you feel that's it. You guys are good. Yeah, it's a softer schedule. You mentioned some teams that play us a little bit harder than, than most, but for the most part, we aren't going up against the juggernauts of the of, of the MLB. Outside okay. of the Braves themselves. You should, you, should, guys, you guys should close it out. You guys haven't really been playing too well, though, but I think almost like 500 baseball the last 10 games. So mm-hmm. I think you guys should be able to close it out. Yeah, and um, the Braves, they play the Phillies a lot. You already know that's... Philly's trying to make it in too. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that, that plays out. But the way that is set up, like you said, the schedule, the Mets should win the division. But of course, I'm rooting for that little collapse because I just, I just love it. guys in pain. Because <laughs> you were <laughs> You just had to throw that in there. Nah, but I feel you though. I'm, I'm on the same page as you, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, I better be careful, man. It was looking a little shaky there for y'all. How close did the the race get? Oh, they like three games back at one point. Yeah, uh, over yeah. the week we were. Um, and that's that's it for baseball. NBA news is not really much. Um, the Suns owner Sarver got suspended for that whole case that was going on from last year, I believe. Um, he was suspended a year and fined, but we could talk about that on the next pod. Um. Any final words, fellas? 
Just make sure you follow the Instagram page, the Delusional Sports Fans. Mm-hmm. Um, follow Silk City. Go to Silk City website, silkcity.city. Get your do-rags, brushes, bonnets, all that good stuff. Keith? Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate the support. Like CJ said, make sure you guys head over to the IG. That way you know or you're notified whenever we do upload content. Uh, Mike's been doing a hard, uh, doing a, a solid job behind the scenes working on the uh, the IG. So we got to give him a shout of a, a round of applause for that. Appreciate the work you've been putting in. And uh, till next time. Appreciate that. Guys, thank you for tuning in to episode 108. Um, like the fella said, follow our Instagram page, The Delusional Sports Fans. Um, engage with us. Um, even hit us up in a DM if you have any topics that you want us to to talk about or even if you want to try to come onto the show we would love to have some guests in and argue with you guys too um so again that's that's episode 108 and we out of here fellas till next time peace